I'm Mitchell Froom, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate. Wherever you are putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity. Now it's time for Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here in the basement, Skylar's basement, next to the graveyard in Olympia, Washington, on December 12th with singer-songwriter David Rovix. Hello. And David's providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And now we're joined on the line by someone who's, uh, we, were, we were bemoaning the ills of Facebook, but occasionally it pays a dividend and you get to get to know someone who uh, you just see them posting stuff that you like all the time and being smart about things that you think you're smart about. And here he is, uh, a person just like that, joining us now. Dan Epstein, who's an author, he's a musician, and he's a kind of righteous guy. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Dan. Hey, thanks, Andres. Great to be here. And, you know, I asked you this before, and I feel bad that I didn't clock it. Epstein or Epstein? It's Epstein. Thank you. And I ordered your book, but it didn't come in time. So all I know is... That's how they'll do it, brother. All I know is that I love the cover. I love the idea that you write books about baseball in the 70s. What are the names again? Uh, Big Hair and Plastic Grass and Stars and Strikes. Stars and Strikes, about the, the baseball year 1976. Correct. And the reason, I guess the, the initiating thing that made me invite you to the show. Now, David is a, uh, you're just getting to know him. You'll get to know him in this uh, segment. But David's a big activist, songwriter, has been, uh, been touring and putting out records for decades and has been regaling us with some uh, really uh, engaging songs, as Jim, our guest Jim Page said. The engage, songs of engagement uh, have been pouring forth. So I knew we have this artist of, of conscience who's going to be on the show. And then I saw you post something. Uh, and maybe you can just tell us the tell us, you know what I'm talking about. Because I so why don't you tell us what this post was and what you were uh, the stand that you're taking? Well, basically, um, I have uh, been uh, you know I've, I've been a baseball fan for eighty percent of my life at this point, and um, you know not not just writing books about it, but just you know being a fan and. Um, being interested in the history, inter- interested in baseball cards, inter- interested in the, the culture surrounding it, and there's a there's a, a number of reasons why I've become kind of less sold on the product that Major League Baseball has been putting forth. 
but on, on the field. But what really uh, has turned me off uh, were the revelations, the recent revelations that Major League Baseball, really the office of the Major League Baseball commissioner has been making uh, political donations to various uh, candidates and recently to the uh, racist woman out of uh, Mississippi who uh, uh, ran and won uh, for senator there. And that the that not only did they donate several times to her campaign, and I'm actually spacing her name, but I believe it's Cindy, Cindy Cobb White, Cindy White... Cindy White, something or other, uh, and uh, but that the not only the revelations that they had given her money, and this is a woman who has made all kinds of you know racist comments and you know uh, really um, kind of won on on promoting uh, the, her Confederate heritage and and all this crap. So not only did Major League Baseball give her money but they did so at the suggestion and and you know rather insistence of Mitch McConnell who is really just one of the most festering turds in Washington DC that, that, that we've had to deal with in quite some time so basically um, I just felt that the donations is particularly in this instance went completely against everything that major league baseball claims to stand for it it you know since uh, you know for decades it's been putting forth the the notion that you know that, that by allowing jackie robinson to break the color barrier which you know which was the first time a a a, a black athlete was allowed to play in a professional sports league in america um um and that this somehow you know, made Major League Baseball a force for social change and social good and it's a force for integration, blah, blah, blah. And I've just felt like, like you know, they've been pay paying lip service to this notion for decades. And in recent years under Bud Selig, the, the, you know, the, the, the game has celebrated Jackie Robinson Day where everyone wears 42 and where the game gets to pat, pat itself on the back and you know, also make a lot of money off the sale of number 42 jerseys uh, by you know, celebrating Jackie's legacy. And I just thought like, what the hell would Jackie Robinson think if he saw Major League Baseball donating money to this racist woman's campaign. You know how 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 would he how would he respond to that? How would he he think that this meshes with with baseball's self image as a force for social change? And so, and so, long story short, I just I said you know this is it. This is this is the last try. I understand that for you know for most of baseball's existence. Its ownership, uh, its, its owners have been pretty reprehensible people who have uh, donated money to rather reprehensible causes and made money under less than um, uh, highly conscious and conscientious circumstances. But I just felt like when the office of the commissioner gets its hands dirty, you know, that really is supposed to represent baseball itself more than 
more than you know individual owners or, or individual franchises do. I just thought like that's it. I can't give money to these people anymore, and I canceled my subscription to MLB TV, deleted all of my MLB apps from my phone, um, you know, unsubscribed to all my MLB.com related mailing lists. Just was like you know no I'm out I you know make your let's you know take somebody else's money I've got I've got better things to do with it. And when I saw you post this, I have to say because I am I don't talk about it a lot on on uh, Radio Eight Ball because again I I, I kind of don't want to support uh, any major sports, but. I, you know, we all have our guilty pleasures, and I grew up loving baseball, and I still, like, we were talking earlier about my book, Accidental Initiations, and the Kabbalistic Tree of Olympia, and I feel like the baseball diamond also resonates with that image, and so I have a lot of uh, personal fondness for uh, for the game of baseball, but when I saw you post that, I felt myself very much called to join you in that, because I can't. I just can't I, I'm in the same place like how can we support this thing if you know if they're if they are clearly putting their chips down on the worst people by the way her name is Cindy Hyde Smith reasonable that's that you would think white would be in the middle of her name but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a yeah that's a Freudian slip Wishful <laughs> so uh so anyway so I, I I you are inspiring me to to join you in this and I'm it's easy to say in winter when spring comes and that the desire to to be a part of that hits me i will i will feel that pull but i think there's something not so i invited you one because that particular thing inspires me but also the the experience of having someone take an action that makes you feel like you have to join them even though it's not an un- it's not a comfortable thing to do it's not a thing you want to do it's a thing that you might have been thinking about doing but until someone else steps up and says no fucking way i'm not going to do this anymore you aren't you don't feel the i don't know the the momentum or something to get you moving sure. and there's something about that that i felt like i feel like that resonates with some of what I feel from David's music. And so I thought that would be the great thing to bring you two together for a musical divination. So what is your question for the Pop Oracle, Dan? Um, Well, uh, Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred has said that baseball will examine whether or not they will continue to make uh, political donations going forward. Does the Pop Oracle see this actually happening? Okay. So does the Pop Oracle see it happening that baseball will get out of the politics game at least uh donation wise and now to engage the pop oracle on your behalf david rovix is going to spin the wheel of eight na 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 wheel of eight song number one which is St. Patrick Battalion. Hmm. I wonder what to make of that. My name is John Riley. I'll have your ear only a while. I left 
My dear home in Ireland, it was death, starvation, or exile. When I got to America, it was my duty to go. Enter the army and slog across Texas to join in the war against Mexico. And it was there in the pueblos and hillsides that I saw the mistake I had made. Part of a conquering army with the morals of a bayonet blade. And there amidst all these poor dying Catholics, screaming children, the burning stench of it all, myself and 200 Irishmen decided to rise to the call. From Dublin City to San Diego, we witnessed freedom denied. So we formed the St. Patrick Battalion, and we fought on the Mexican side. We formed the St. Patrick Battalion, and we fought on the Mexican side. We marched neath the green flag of St. Patrick, emblazoned with Erin Gobra. Right with the harp and the shamrock, and the Verdad para Republica. Just 50 years after Wolf Tone, 5,000 miles away, the Yanks called us a legion of strangers, and they can talk as they may. But from Dublin City to San Diego, we witnessed freedom denied. So we formed the St. Patrick Battalion, and we fought on the Mexican side. We formed the St. Patrick Battalion, and we fought on the Mexican side. in five major battles. Churubusco was the last. Overwhelmed by the cannons from Boston, we fell after each mortar blast. Most of us died on that hillside at the service of the Mexican state. So far from our occupied homeland, we were heroes and victims of fate. From Dublin City to San Diego, we witnessed freedom denied, so we formed the St. Patrick Battalion, and we fought on the Mexican side. From Dublin City to San Diego, we witnessed freedom denied, so we formed the St. Patrick Battalion, and we fought on the Mexican side. We formed the St. Patrick Battalion, and we fought on the Mexican side. And that was St. Patrick's Battalion. Yes, and clearly the conclusion from, from the pop oracle yeah. is that um, the best thing to do is the moral thing. Right. Well, so uh, that was, like, just to be clear, that was the answer to Dan's question. Will Major League Baseball live up to its suggestion that it may consider 
getting out of the business of giving money to all politicians, but particularly right-wing racist politicians. And uh, so that was the answer. And, and your immediate impulse is, well, I mean, yes, for us who are fans, I think the the call, I think it's, it definitely feels like it's saying, yeah, do the moral thing as people don't, don't support institutions that support racism and, and all, everything that comes with it. But if, I want to go back to, uh, I, I did a little looking up on the St. Patrick's Battalion. You'll be very happy, David. You're the first video that comes up when you look up St. Patrick's. You have you you are you branded yourself with St. Patrick's Battalion. So I, I have apparently. <laughs> I'm so glad that somehow some search optimization worked to somehow by accident at some point. So tell. So is this a this is a newer or older? How what's the how old is this song? I wrote it maybe. Eight. 18 or 19 years ago, and, and it's... It does. It feel This feels a little bit more lived in, the song, your performance. And yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing this song just about it for every gig for 18 years. Yeah, Got it. You know. And uh, was there... What was it that... What is it about this particular... You've, you've, you've written so many songs. What is it about this particular one that makes it so important for you to play in every set? Well, it's just um, I, you know, I never had a hit or anything like that. But this song has been, uh, it's been viewed millions of times on various, you know, pla- YouTube and other platforms. It's been, co- it's being covered in English and Spanish by bands all over the world. So it's not like, uh, so, it, so you know, basically, whatever fame I have is is largely a, a re- somehow or other a result of this song being spread by word of mouth. Got it. So, well, moving over to you, Dan. Uh, have were you able to hear it okay through the phone? Not really. I mean, I I, I got that it was. Uh, I, I got the, the the sort of rousing aspect of it, but <laughs> uh, but lyrically, the, uh, the you know every, everything kind of got condensed uh, by the the phone receiver, and it was really hard to make out. Well, uh, were you able to uh, the the story specifically is about the. It's an Irish battalion in the United States who f- decided to go and fight on the side of the Mexicans in uh, in our in our war in the U- U.S. war against. Yeah, the, when the U.S. invaded Mexico in 1846, uh, there you know there were thousands of of uh, people who deserted from the ranks of the U.S. Army as they got into Mexico and realized that they were fighting on behalf of a Protestant slave-owning nation against a predominantly Catholic nation that had just abolished slavery, which was what the right. war was about. And so uh, you know there were thousands of people who deserted from the uh, from the U.S. Army as they got deeper into Mexico, and the invasion of Mexico actually involved like you know all. All the all the typical atrocities, you know, rape and pillage, and uh, then uh, so there were two hundred two guys who not only deserted from the U.S. Uh, military, but they formed uh, the Mexican Army's only foreign legion, which was about ninety percent Irish. But there were also some Poles, Welsh, English, and others involved. So, with maybe just thinking of that story, can you think about how that might relate to your question about whether or not baseball is going to live up to its? Uh... It's claimed that it's going to get out of the racism business. I think it's clear. Well, I want to see what Dan says. Yeah, okay, Dan, Dan, please. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's. Uh, I, I think that 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 could be an optimistic um, interpretation there. I think. I think that the, you know, I mean, the the the, the, the song is about 
uh, people who found themselves in a situation and realized they were on the wrong side and and uh, changed course. So I think, uh, yeah, maybe Major League Baseball will realize that uh, they need to change course. Well, and I also thought about us as being like those deserters who decided to go play for the other side. Like it, right. That the end that if we can, if we can inspire, uh, like in this conversation, if there are other people out there who are listening, who are baseball fans, who are used to giving them their money every year, we're able to, we're just to say, yeah, no, not, not in 2019, not right. Not with everything that we're up against. No, 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 no. And, you know, because it's at some point, you know, someone had to be the first one, right, in that group. Someone had to be the one who's like, "Fuck this shit, let's go, right. let's fight for them." Mm-hmm. Why are we on the side? And it takes a lot of courage to be that first person to do it, and it takes a lot of courage to be the second person, and to be the third person, and to be the like. At some point, it becomes a thing where you can join it, and there's oh, wait, all my friends over there. Why am I here? But. Right. And so in that sense, maybe because that's why I invited you here, because I wanted to have this conversation and I want to share that sense of inspiration of it's a very it really is a small thing to do. I feel a little bit embarrassed. Like I said earlier in the show, you weren't here, Dan, but I said, you know, I think of David as someone who as an activist outranks me. And I feel like sort of sitting here talking about, oh, I'm going to cancel my baseball subscription. We so heroic is a is very, very, is a very small sacrifice. But at the same time, I, I, I think that the idea that it's not just baseball. I think we're all confronted with there are these things that we love, but we don't really love them anymore. We just sort of are loyal to a feeling we had for them. Earlier on the right. show, we had Jim Page on the show. He was talking about how people say they want to save America. And it's like, well, what, what are you saving? Saving a history right. of racism and slavery and genocide and blah, blah, and the institutions that support them. And I think, so I think there's, there's something there that we are all, culturally, we're in a place where we are going to have to give up some things, our cars, our, <laughs> some things that we think are what make us free and make us happy, but in fact, keep us small and separate and enslaved to things that don't really serve us. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think that I think that's true. And I, I mean, I, d- I don't feel like I did anything particularly heroic by saying, like, I'm not going to be part of this anymore. But it, it's just like, I know that a lot of people you know, uh, because of my books and and because my friends know that I, you know, am such a baseball fan, I just felt like like I had to say something and that I had to say, like, you know, you all can go on and, you know, follow your teams and, you know, you know, but but I just I just can't in good conscience contribute money anymore. I, I, you know, am I going to walk out of a, out of a bar if they turn on a baseball game? No, I'll probably you know I'll probably watch it, but but I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna watch it in my home. I'm not going to click on sites where they can, you know, use my click as part of their you know money making. Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, as, as part of their money making scheme, I just feel like, like you know, and am I am I going to not go to minor league baseball games? Am I not going to go to college baseball games? No, I'm, you know, and and I have issues with how those players are treated. Uh, but to me, this is just between the financial donation, financial support of of really horrible people. Uh, and the 
and and now uh, after after I posted that, I mean, it was almost like the day after uh, Major League Baseball announced a big partnership with uh, MGM Grand in Las Vegas, and it's just like like. Th- it, it just all underlined to me that this is all about money. This is not about, you know, the game is not about the game. It is not about all the positive things it claims to stand for. This is just a flat out capitalist enterprise uh, benefiting the 1%. And I'm not there for it anymore. Well said, Dan. And uh, that's why, that's why I wanted you to be here. So Thank you. I still incur. I'm looking forward to reading your books about uh, baseball in the '70s, and uh, and I, I, none of that money goes to MLB, right? Right. No, absolutely not. So people no, can that, buy your book. That, that, that goes to my publisher and to me. So, okay. Uh, so, so yes, by all means, buy copies of those books. Excellent. Well, uh, well, well. Thank you for being a part of this. I know we kept you away from your dinner. And I and thank you for keeping the phone far away enough away from your stomach that we can't hear it grumbling. <laughs> but well, thank you for having me on, man. I'm I'm honored to be invited. Yeah, thanks a lot, and uh, I'll see you on the Book of Face. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andros Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's a good show.